Hey, yo, is this thing on? All right, it's Rutherford. This is SMH, the Student Motivation Hints podcast, where we are shaking our heads, thinking about things in a different way, understanding mindsets, motivation, mindfulness, meditations, and the skills necessary for success. As a high school teacher for a decade in Tucson, Arizona, I have become obsessed with the mechanics of success, and it is my mission right now to figure out how to help people be successful, motivated in school, life. And um, I interview kids, I interview teachers, I interview myself and use this podcast as a journal of reflections and, and ideas where I am just trying to figure it out. So I appreciate you joining me and uh, enjoy the episode. You can follow me on Instagram, Rutherford underscore Sawara, where I post uh, motivational things and, and, and different ideas and um, share with anybody that uh, you find might benefit from this information so I can uh, grow the community. Kaylin, okay, so what motivates you? You seem quite motivated as a student. I mean, you're, you're very interested in getting good grades in class sometimes to the point of even fighting with me, being angry with me, but you are so interested in getting good grades. Where does this come from? I mean, I, I love this. Well, there are multiple issues with this. A, I really do not like it when it's just less than an A. Like, I feel like if they're not all A's, if there's one that's less than an A, my brain like fixates on it because it's different from the rest of them. <laughs> Plus I just, I like to do well in school because I plan on doing well in the future. So I need to do well now in order to get into college later based on scholarships and do so, what I want to do, which is what I want to do is all going to be science based. And that's, that's going to be going to school for science is going to, be extremely difficult so i need to do really well in school in order to get the scholarships to do that so you're totally right the the crazy thing is though is that most students either don't know this or don't make the connections or they don't care so one how did you figure this out two like why do you care I mean, like, why is this so important to you? And how do you have the discipline to not only care about your future and your grades, you know the formula, but you also have the discipline to carry it out, even in this crazy time? Where does this come from? Uh, probably my mom's side of the family. I guess if it came from anywhere. I would imagine probably my mom's side of the family. Her, what's funny about my family is my dad, my dad's side of the family were all hardworking with their hands kind of people, family comes first kind of thing. But with my mom's side of the family, it, it was literally, they moved here from, my mom moved here from England. She grew up there. Her dad was a professor he even used to write uh books like my, he was a microbiologist of he was like a professor wow he used to write the uh 
the books that you would that you go to buy in like a textbook author textbook author for like microbiology you can go up and look his name up and look at his textbooks my grandpa and they're they're worth quite a bit they're the kind of things you look for in college and you're like wow that's a lot of money that kind of thing and my grandma his his wife worked with was also a microbiologist mm-hmm. she worked with blood samples mostly blood work uh and growing up they were really pressured to do well in school mm-hmm. my mom went to college for uh psychology mm-hmm. and my aunt went to college she's a she used to work in high school she was a english teacher wow so i guess if it came from anywhere it was probably growing up with my mom because she would in she would just drop things when talking like big words you were expected to if she wasn't afraid to teach a little girl what big words meant and she in the middle of conversations she would do things like when listing things off she would do a and then the second time she would do two instead like mix it up to see who caught the mistake and Mm. just to do things like that and she wasn't afraid one thing i think is funny is she read an article about how those who like cuss don't like are generally of higher intelligence so she wasn't afraid to teach us cuss words either i wasn't like yeah you aren't like cuss words are like horrible like she taught us the the correct context to use them and how you shouldn't like use them in certain aspects of your life but i mean hell if you're gonna go out on a playground you're gonna be angry at a kid and you're gonna say fuds no the word is fuck you say fuck and she's not gonna get angry at us for using it in the correct context Mm. it's what the word is you should use it that way so she's teaching you all sorts of things. I mean, she's not just, you know, being your mother. She, She's teaching you a variety mm-hmm. of things. And she kind of likes that. Yeah, she was also really big on, like, feminism and self-worth and self-importance. Mm. There was this one story of her on a train in New York and a guy grabbed grabbed her ass inappropriately and she turned around and loudly said for like the entire cart to to hear like who the hell do you think you are and she was just she was just a really prideful woman Mm. who really stood up for herself a lot and she really wanted us to also be powerful women like that as well so she she taught us that the most effective way was to be intelligent mm. and certain things like that like if you're going to speak like an actual intelligent person will speak with correct grammar but somebody who's pretending to be smart will use big words and fuck up the grammar mm. well this is fascinating because obviously well not obviously but march is you know uh women's month and mm. today uh, that we're recording this is International Women's Day. Um, so that's fantastic. I didn't, I, obviously, I didn't know that was going to come out of, of this interview, but I do see that as like, you know, you, <clears throat> you don't get 
pushed around. You don't get distracted. This discipline that you have, you don't let other people uh, dictate how you're going to live your life or whether you're going to be successful in class. Like you don't seem to be influenced negatively by hardly anyone. And that, and that strong backbone, that determination, strong willed, disciplined individual, um, you know, be it, be it woman or man, that's really admirable. And to hear that that was something that your mom like intentionally taught you, it wasn't just like some accident. Like you just saw her being a strong woman and you're like, I want to be strong as well. She like intentionally wanted that for you guys. I mean, that's really good parenting. And obviously it's the reason why you're, you're so successful. My dad was also really, really big on, on like being like a strong individual as well with standing up for yourself, standing up for your family, always being there for your family. And he, he did this thing growing up where he would call me everything under the sun, hobo, just random random things to call me so at this point i'll probably answer to anything under the sun mm. because that's just what he calls me and he he grew up roughhousing with me the same way you you might like a boy like a son to the point where even my mom was like she's a little girl <laughs> and i guess he he was also very big my dad's also very big on i should stand up for myself and <laughs> protect myself and take care of my family and all that as well. Right. And, and not just, not just yourself and your family, but like your grades and your future. I mean, it just, it does seem like, you know, you're kind of, you're kind of invincible. I mean, I just see the way you move through class. Like it doesn't matter what anybody else is doing. You're just like plowing forward to take care of yourself, to take care of your grade, to take care of your assignments. It's just, I mean, it's, it's amazing, right? Like mm -hmm. you're just, you're usually the first person done with um, your spark um, and, and your assignments. You're fighting your way to, to get your assignments turned in. doesn't matter what anyone else is doing. doesn't matter if I'm busy or if I've got other stuff going on. This is, this is what's really admirable about you that I notice is like, you're like ready to fight for it. You're not just going to sit around and, and take a B or, you know, take a zero or, you know, if I haven't graded something, you're going to fight for it and say, this is, I deserve this. And this is what I love about, well, certain students, especially you, but, but how do I teach that to, to other kids? It's like, this is your grade. This is your future. Mm. This is so important. You should be mad about it. You should be fighting for it. You should have some emotional investment in this. And you should not just be like, well, okay, I got an F on that, or I got a zero on that, or I can't make up that or whatever. Like, please care more. Mm. Um, so that's, that's like, that's really cool. And what that, what that's going to give you is just like so many different options later on in the future, because like, it basically means whatever you're interested in doing, you're going to be able to do that. Mm. You know, you're not swayed by other people. So I'm excited to see what science you're interested in long-term, you know, getting into college and your scholarship opportunities are going to be, going to be huge. Um, so do you have any any instinct as to what that interest might be? Um, uh, not entirely. I just know that I've always really liked science. In I remember even in elementary school, we would have 
the different subjects were still, even if it was the same teacher every time, the different subjects were still like broken up. The, I remember in elementary school, I really liked history because they would talk about these like stories of all these people that existed. And I just, I don't know, to, to an elementary school or just getting to sit down and listen to a bunch of stories about all these different people. It's the same team thing as like reading time. That mm. was understandable. But science, I really liked science because there was an explanation for everything. Like you can ask any question in the world, which is something I really like. I always question everything. So down to the most minuscule details. So I really liked science because I could ask whatever I want and there'd be an answer for it, even if we didn't really know the answer yet. And when I got to middle school, I I had this teacher named Mr. Clark who got, got me ahead, it got us in ahead in math because that's what the subject he was best at so he taught it the best mm. and by the time i got to middle school i already knew the sixth grade math mm. so they brought me up to seventh grade math in sixth grade and i carried with that too i remember this one time and i think i was going into eighth grade and i was sitting in a classroom and he started talking about math and putting it on the board and saying oh hey this is an example of what you're going to learn this year can anybody try and answer it for me and i just i went up to i raised my hand he was like caitlin why don't you try i came up told him exactly how to do it and he was like what the heck <laughs> i was like i'm in the wrong classroom <laughs> so yeah. i took myself yeah. down to the registration office mm -hmm. and put myself in the above class so i could learn so I could actually learn math because mm. maybe, yeah, it probably would have been an easier A, but I wanted to learn something, not just be bored. So I went to the higher class and I just continued like that. Even now in high school, despite the fact that I'm a sophomore and everyone I know is doing geometry, I'm in algebra two and next year I'm going to be going into calculus. Yeah. So I, I always liked math and science the best. English is what I find the most frustrating, I think. So, well, I think, you know, there are the way that you're driven and, and the way that you're curious about the world. English doesn't offer simple explanations, maybe like math and science offer simple explanations for your curiosity, um, where English is just more like you learn lessons, you learn morals, you learn ideas and themes and you know, you learn about different time periods or, you know, but you kind of like take these morals and lessons and stuff like you would from, from a Disney movie. And stories are interesting, like you said, hearing stories about history and whatnot, but maybe for you, you just need a history story is a, about something true that actually mm -hmm. happened, right? Yeah. Whereas like English stories, oftentimes, maybe you, you have a hard time connecting to it because like in your head, you're like, this isn't real. This isn't science. Mm -hmm. This didn't happen. It's not history, you know? Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. But, but I was going to, I was going to remark about your curiosity. Cause that is another huge thing that you have that you do in class. Like you are here, not just to get an A you're very focused on getting an A, but you will also during my lectures, you're one of the few people in all of my classes that will like, look at me and turn your head sideways and squint your eyes and go like, 
well, what about this? Like that minuscule detail that you're interested in, that curiosity to, to solve those questions. That was a big part of, of me in, in school. And so I, I know that's also why I like science is because you can ask those little questions and you can get these answers and it just becomes more magical the more you know about it. Hmm. And that's another reason why, you know, I do this podcast and why I'm so fascinated about how students work is because I'm like, what's the minuscule detail there? Like what's motivating that student versus this student? Why does this student care about their grades and this student doesn't, you know? So do you have any idea where that curiosity comes from or, or, or maybe just describe like, what's the, what goes through your mind when you're sitting in class and you're learning something and then like you get curious? I think the best way I've found to describe how my brain works in that way is it works visually, I guess, like you're looking, imagine you're looking at, at a, a machine and one, one little cog in that little machine goes the wrong way. So nothing else works. Everything stops. The way my brain works is I need to go through in order to understand how the machine works. Maybe all you're doing is maybe in the end, the only true, like, thing that that it does is turn a light on and it's just some really complicated machine to do some little simple task and it's not that big of a deal but to understand how that light is being turned on in this super complex overly complex machine i need to go through every little detail to find out exactly how the whole thing works so i know why the ending thing why it works in the end I just, I needed to go through it step by step, uh, break it up into little bits so it's not big, just break it up in little bits, and then I go through it from, through steps, first to last. Like, when we're learning about cells, the first thing I did when you were talking about it was actually, like, go through the process, like, okay, so this thing does this and that does this and then I stop and then I remember stopping whenever there's a little bit that doesn't work because it's easy to catch little details like that when you break it up so finite it's just there's little things that just well if this is transporting to there how is it just is it just floating like what's moving that so then we'd be in the middle of a lecture and I'd be like how does transport work? And you'd be like, well, this is how it works, Caitlin, despite the fact that nobody else in the room cared. So what does that feel like for you at that moment when you identify the cog in the machine that is preventing you from moving forward or preventing you to understanding the process? What does that feel like at that moment? It feels like everything forward just stops. Whatever you say after that, doesn't it doesn't matter i'm not going to understand it unless we stop go back and explain the little details move on what's your emotion? otherwise i don't get it if there's if the whole thing makes sense but there's one little detail i can't do it i need you to tell me about it right but what does it feel like what's your emotional description like in your um, heart in your soul what does that feel like squeezed 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 squished Yes. <laughs> okay, great, great. That's cool. 
Yeah, so that that is that is really fascinating. I love that thought process, and that honestly is what it takes to learn science and biology, because there are so many little cogs in the machine, and you have to know every little step, and you have to be. I, I was thinking of the word obsessed, right? Mm -hmm. You have to be like when you find that little spot, that key that that you need to find to open the door, you know. Whereas like, you know, the door, you know, the rooms, you know, the handle, you know, where everything is. You just need that key for that one little thing, that, that obsession, that just burning desire, you know, mm. when you feel squished, it's like, oh, I need to get this weight off of my shoulders. And then boom, you're free. Like, you know, like stuck, like you're in a room and everything's getting like closer. And now you're just squished in this little space and you just can't physically move forward unless mm. you get it. Right. Well, that, trust me, that's like the, everything that we talk about, it goes deeper. It gets more complicated. The machine, the cogs, they get more and more complicated, but it is the kids that are successful in this are the ones like you that really want to know every tiny little detail. And that's, and that's a similar thing for me too. As I go through and I learn this stuff, it's like, I want to know every little freaking detail. And that's, that's why I like teaching so much, you know, but, but it's, it's interesting that you kind of already had that interest prior. I, you know, like I didn't teach that to you. I didn't instill that in you. It's just like, it's something you already have. Sorry, I'm trying to look for the, we're talking about my grandpa. So I was trying to look for him, but for the life of me, I can't remember. His What's first. his last name? His last name is Wimpenny. Wimpenny. Okay. I had I had a JC Wimpenny. Is that someone you're related to? Yeah, JC's or... my sister. Oh, geez. Okay. You know I taught her, right? Yeah. Yeah. We, okay. I didn't... Sometimes we talk about you, and it's just it's it's crazy how different we are because he tells me stories about how you guys interacted. I'm sitting there like, that's. Mm. Well, it was a long time ago. It was pre-pandemic, and I yeah, I'm very different. And you know, fifth period is is wild. So like. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, I was a very different person than a very different teacher five years ago because I've constantly been trying to improve and change and adjust things. And I have I have to make huge adjustments in, um, you know, what uh, how I teach and, and, and what I do and whatnot, because it's just we're in a totally different world now. But yeah, yeah, that is that is very interesting. It's funny. We, we now find that out. Um, but but yeah. OK, so I mean, like that curiosity, that's that's so that's so freaking cool. And I, you know, I appreciate you you know, talking about it and sharing, sharing your, a little bit of your history and the way that your brain works. Cause that's uh, that's pretty fascinating. So thank you. Yeah. All right. That's our episode. Thank you for listening in. Hopefully you found that valuable and uh, applicable to your life. Uh, it's different for everybody, but I want you to shake your heads and the more that it causes you to think, about your particular situation and specifics and how you can how can you apply it to maintain your motivation and um, stay productive in this game called life and this job called being a student uh, because it's important we need to we need to have a community here and I'm building that community over on Instagram too Rutherford underscore Saguaro follow me find me in room 100 Saguaro High in Tucson if you want to be interviewed yourself I can pick your brain and, and see what works for you. Um, Go back and check the archives if you liked this and found it valuable. There's a lot of other episodes where this came from, and um, they're not particularly specific to uh, any day or time, and they might ring true and make more sense at, at different times in your life. 
And um, yeah, that's the whole point. So um, keep grinding, stay on it. And remember, this should feel good. This should be fun, being productive, being positive. They all go hand in hand. And we just want to have better lives. We're accomplishing more. Thank you.